welcome to another episode. We got Daniel here. Hey, uh, first up, time in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been been a while. No sport. Yeah. I mean, basketball. We've had basketball, but nothing really else. So. Yep, and it's just all basketball now. It's it's been great. But yeah, it's so awesome. August fifteenth. Really awesome. Just had Blazers versus Grizzlies for the first and probably only ever play-in game for the playoffs. Uh, Blazers win. So just what were your like just initial takeaways from that game? Because I was. Oh, it was super entertaining, man. It was really fun to watch. Uh, John Morant, he's going to be so good in this league. He's so explosive and just he finishes with like has such like acrobat finishes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people compare him to Westbrook because of those. I feel like I know he's not as like bulky and like um, as strong as Westbrook, but man, he's he's so quick. It, It was it's so fun to watch, and the fact that they didn't even have Jackson. If they had Jackson, dude, they could have given they could potentially have given Portland like. A pretty good two games mm-hmm. um but yeah man super detaining uh Nurchich, uh the death of his grandma i thought he played played super like just like super intense and just like was trying to grab every rebound possible and and cj's out there playing with a broken bone in his back it's pretty i mean we'll get into it obviously with like the lakers matchup with them but um but yeah dude that was that was just a super fun game to watch yeah i, w- I do wish that jaron jackson didn't get hurt because this, the Grizzlies just play hard, and, like, that's all they're missing because they had to play Tolliver 23 minutes, and even, like, Gorgie Jang had to and play Brooks, 15. And Brooks, dude, Brooks is so legit, dude. He's yeah. such a good – he's, like, I think he's an underrated defender, and maybe just in my personal opinion because I, I don't watch the Grizzlies play that much. But, dude, he's a really good on-ball defender. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, dude, the fact that Jackson's actually a year younger than John Morant, which is crazy because wow. he was drafted a year before him, right? And everyone yeah. considers him to be uh, – like, Jaw to be super young. I think it's like they're it's twenty one and twenty. Jackson's twenty and Jaws twenty one. I think because John Morant because did he do two years? Yeah, he did two okay. at, at Murray. Yeah, I'm gonna look so, up. Yeah, that Jackson did one. Isn't that dude? That's such a. I know we've talked about it before on the show, like multiple times about that core moving forward. It's gonna mm-hmm. be, they're gonna be a really fun team to watch. Yeah, I even think uh, Grayson Allen, like at least in the bubble, he showed that. I think he's gonna be like a legit. Yeah, you know, but that was such guy. like I know he he was correct on that call. He he, he that was a block, but they they oh. called it a foul. And then he got a technical. But there's like three mm-hmm. four minutes left to go in the game. It's like you can't get a technical right there. Like, yeah, this was up, I believe, or like it was like a one or two point game at that point. So yeah, that's where that's where they're just you know they're young players like they don't realize the moment, but. Yeah, but just a classic like Grayson Allen. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's just if like, he's not tripping people, like, at least he moved on yeah. from tripping people. But he, I mean, he he didn't have a great game, but the other eight games, he he was like actually knocking down threes. And then uh, Dylan Brooks, yeah, he he guarded Dame like the best that we've seen in you know the, at least the past couple weeks. Definitely, uh, yeah. I was like, I was gonna mention that if they had to play a second game, is he's gonna have to like adapt was Dame. Dame's usually like used to overpowering I feel like other point guards as far as mm-hmm. the drives and stuff. Dylan Brooks was like standing like and sliding and like meeting him in the lane. So I don't know. It was very it was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks is just that's like his defensive style. He just like bullies people basically. And dude, and how is CJ just going off on, on <laughs> Joe the last couple of possessions, man? That was just like <laughs> dude. That was mean. That was- just and Joe like, was playing good. Like he was contesting. He was just it, bullying but- the rookie, bro. That's literally <laughs> what it was. He was just like <laughs> that is so, yeah, what a super entertaining man. Yeah, CJ hit. That's and that's the thing about the Blazers. I think he, hit, he had he had eight points and like three possessions in a row. Right, he mm-hmm. had two threes and a and a, and a, I and a pull, like a pull up. Yeah. yeah, and those threes were nice. And again, John Morant's not bad at defense, but like you you mentioned it earlier, he's just small. You know, like he's not well. He's and all three of those things, it was like a chest. Like he dropped his shoulder kind of and like created the separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by being more physical with Jaw. So it was, just, yeah. it was just like bullying him pretty much and then making tough shots over top. Yep. So it was, it was really nice. And that's, uh, I mean, speaking of, so the Blazers have to play the Lakers now. And 
we could start with uh, what did you just think about the Lakers in the eight the eight bubble games? I think we went three three and five or even two and six. Possibly. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get that first. I just want to say how excited I am for us to be back in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm straight up just diehard Lakers fan here, dude. It's been seven years, like seven like rough years, and I was mm-hmm. thinking about it, it's like. From Xavier Henry playing point guard, right, to the Wesley Johnson trying to guard people on the wing, to, to Jordan Clarkson just, like, trying to do everything, to Larry Nance was awesome with his posters and stuff. Sacre with the air ball to jump Sacre, hooks. Dude, to Ryan Kelly, bro, to, to Andrew Goudlock, bro. Oh, I, I'm yeah. just, like, to Darius Miller. And, and uh, dude, I just have all these, like, flashbacks of, of Carlos Boozer with his hair, mm-hmm. bro. Remember when he had, like, to paint it? Anyways. So I just say that to be like, dude, I, I'm, I'm so excited for these playoffs. And uh, I think we have a pretty good chance. Um, as far as the bubble, uh, the bubble play, obviously we had some bad shooting. That's what everyone's talking about. And that's under, like, uh, it's, it's going to happen. I think uh, a part of it has to do with the new arena or the new court they're playing on. When you don't have fans, especially when you're a shooter, um, I feel like that could have, could have a factor. Maybe that's just me making excuses for the Lakers. But um, I feel like the more games they play, the better their shooting percentage is going to be just because they're going to get more used to that playing on that court. Um, and they also have had to integrate new players, Dion and JR. Uh, plus Marcus Morris, uh, you know, he was only on the team for a couple games before the stop, like maybe like a, a couple weeks. So it's just like, it's not like he's been playing with us all season. Uh, all three of those guys have been getting minutes lately. Uh, obviously you've had uh, LeBron and AD take rest, rest games and, and, uh, with that, though, we've been able to see Tyler Horton Tucker, which I don't know if you know, dude, 19 years old, youngest player in the NBA. I, I didn't know he's the youngest guy. Youngest player in the NBA at 19. He is six foot four with a seven foot one long wingspan, bro. That's just Dang. defense all day. Because <laughs> as soon as you try to beat him off the dribble, he can recover so quickly um, and block shots from behind and pick and just pick pockets and stuff, dude. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I know that was kind of like a ramble, dude, but I think. I think as long as our shooting improves, uh, which I think it will over the next couple of games, um, I feel like we have a really good shot in the playoffs. I definitely think this first series with, with Portland is probably going to go six games. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think about that first series? Or yeah. first, what, do you, what do you think about the bubble play? I didn't even get your take. Yeah, we just – our three-point shooting was terrible. And it's like Kuzma's been the only guy who's actually shot well. Yeah, dude, that, for real. My take on that is because of his ankle. Don't you think that's a factor? That he got healthy? Yeah, hit. because yeah. he had an injured ankle all, like the beginning of the year, and then I mean, you know, as a as a basketball player, dude, when your ankle is fucked up, like it's harder to play defense, it's harder to shoot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he does look more confident. Like, yeah, his shots just he's taking them with confidence. He's been solid on defense too. I mean, I know the Thunder game, Chris Paul kind of just like went at him and like hunted about on screens, but that's that's what Chris Paul does. Like, yeah, and there's not many people who can stay in front of him, but and that's a straight point guard too. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's just not a good, a good matchup for any team. But Danny Green has been the biggest, uh, I think, disappointment. Him and KCP are shooting like, I think they're both like under thirty percent from three in the bubble games, and like those are the guys who you know, especially if we're gonna get to the you know beat the Clippers and the Bucks or whoever comes out of the East, is like those guys need to be hitting way you know at least like thirty six percent closer to forty. Um, and AD's just been he was just super inconsistent, which I'm sure. Once the playoffs start, like him and LeBron will, you know, they'll step it up. Yeah, see, I think that's a big factor. Is like you got to wait for the playoffs to see how he's going to play. Like these eight games, as soon as we, what, we beat Utah, we, sec- mm-hmm. we secured the first seed after like the third game. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand, obviously they're going to kind of coast to the, to the playoffs, I feel like. Um, he did have a 40-point a, a game there as well. So I feel like 
as long as he's aggressive in the playoffs, which he's going to need to be, especially in this Portland series, mm-hmm. um, I feel like his confidence is going to grow, and he hasn't really been in those big moments in the playoffs. So I'm right. really interested to see how he, he reacts to that. Yeah, like you said, he had that 42-point game. He also had a 34, 34 against the Clippers, but then he also had a game with nine points, a game with eight. So, yeah, I'm sure, like you said, we, we clinched the one seed, and then it's like, let's just stay healthy, like, you know, not give too much away to the other teams who are still, you know, fighting for seeding and all that. And that's what LeBron does every year. Like, remember the Cavs, every year going into the playoffs, it's like, oh, could they lose, in, you know, the first or second round? Like, they have looked terrible, and then, oh, they're back in the finals. And then like, boom, yeah, you know? <laughs> playoff mode, exactly. <laughs> and LeBron's numbers in the bubble, he's like putting up Ben Simmons numbers, which that's not gonna that's not gonna stay the same. Yeah. And I, I, I'm telling you, I'm really hoping I think it's them getting used to playing on that court and with that mm-hmm. shooting. Because it's a different like when you're shooting, there's a different look behind it. I know they're professionals and stuff and it should be a quick fix kind of, but I just feel like the more and more they play on that court, like the deeper and deeper they go through the playoffs, I really think their shooting percentages will increase. Yeah, it's just it is like a new season almost, and this is still a new team, especially with no Avery Bradley and no Rondo. That's two you know guys who are playing like a pretty solid amount of minutes. Now they're not there, and yeah, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters are brand new. Yeah, what do you uh, think of their play? How, how do you think they've been playing? Waiters, he's shot terrible, but I think I mean we're gonna need him because he's a he still can make plays. That's that's the biggest thing that we're gonna need him for. I guess Rondo's bat didn't he? Did he just get back to the bubble? I think, he, yeah, he's been practicing. Okay. But, yeah, dude, with Dion, dude, I, I know he has, kind of takes bad shots here and there. Um, but I, I like his, his, his ability to create his own shot, especially mm-hmm. off the bench. We need that, especially when LeBron and maybe AD is taking a rest. Yep. Um, I, I just hope he crea- can create that opportunity and then maybe dish it out to, to maybe a more of an open shot instead of taking a contested shot. But, uh, but yeah, I really like his – I mean, I know it gets sl- he's been playing sloppy at times, but I like just his aggression. Yeah, I guess. And this yeah, what do you him, think about Jr. He, yeah, he's kind of like out of the rotation already. But there still will be games, I'm sure, where like he'll come in and hit three random threes in the series. You know, like oh, save game three for us in like the second round or something, something random like that. But he looks, I don't know if he's just a, a extra body to have now. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be his first game is gonna be a big impact, like uh, determinant of how mm-hmm. much he's gonna be playing. Like you know what I mean? I feel like if he plays good in that first game, they'll give him a couple games. But if he plays bad or makes any stupid mistakes, mm-hmm. I feel like as they say, like short lease, like it's short lease. He's like the like, definition of that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just they're they're not gonna be giving him any leeway, I guess. Yeah, especially with LeBron, like he he's seen you know the best and worst case scenario for Jr. So I'm sure he's yeah. like I'm sure Vogel is more like. He defers to LeBron, like, all right, should we keep playing him? And LeBron will be like, nope, like he's, you know, he's not bringing it or sure, you know, let him get a couple more minutes. But um, um, what do you think? Caruso's been, I thought, you know, he was kind of like the the sleeper pick for the Lakers to step up with no Bradley and Rondo, but he's just, he can't make a shot, which. Yeah, dude, I was kind of disappointed in it. I mean, he's always going to have that hustle. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's always going to try to, you know, play his best defense and try to go after loose balls and whatnot. But yeah, definitely. I'm, him along with the rest of the team, like we've been talking about, just the shooting and the shooting percentage and, and how bad it's been. So um, I, I really hope that in the playoffs, you know, everyone's intensity kind of ticks up and everyone's super hyper-focused and they just, you know, they just they start hitting shots because that's yeah. what we need. That's what yeah. we – especially against Portland, you know, which what we're going to talk about right now is like I think, I think Portland's a six-game playoff series for sure. I think just out of the respect to Dame and what he's doing right now, I think you got to give him two games. Um, Nurchich has been playing great 
Mm-hmm. CJ has been playing great with a hurt back. I, I heard he doesn't he have like a broken bone in his back. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. I think What's he's... the detail on that? Is that. I don't. It's just honestly, a broken bone. Like that sounds. <laughs> sounds yeah. To me, when I first heard it, I was like, there's no. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a fractured. I don't know what exactly it is. But, and apparently it happened like five games ago. So he's he's been playing on it, which I don't know if he's taking like super strong painkillers or what, because he didn't look like he was injured at all today. I don't. So I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be that adrenaline, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty crazy. But how many – so moving into that – you want to move into that playoff series between the Lakers mm-hmm. and Portland? How many games yeah. do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the Lakers? Honestly, like a week ago, I was way more worried. And then it's just because the fact that the, the Blazers had to, like, basically, you know, go all out for eight games – not nine games after the one today to even get to the eight seed. So, like, if you look at the, the minutes that Lillard has been playing, he's at, like, 40-plus every game. And Nurkic they looked 40 tired minutes. today, yeah. dude. In that game, they looked, and I was thinking too, if they lose this and have to play another one tomorrow, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna be gassed. So yep. I mean, yeah, they'll get a rest day, but yeah, I completely agree with you, man. They looked that's a lot of minutes for all of them. That and think about Nurkic playing forty-one minutes in a you know a do-or-die game for the Grizzlies, and he hasn't played all year, you know. So there's no way he's in in full shape and there's no way because you can run as much as you want on like in practice and stuff mm-hmm. but there's nothing like game like playing in a game and being in game shape yeah and so so Nurkic is you know he's a really like versatile defender but he let Valanchunas just put up 22 17 6 on 50 percent shooting and now he has to guard Anthony Davis for a yeah, series yeah who do you think is going to guard Anthony Davis though because if we have McGee in mm-hmm. think about that if we got McGee or Dwight uh, they Zach Collins, didn't he get injured today? Yeah, he only it, played seven minutes. So I don't know. Was it significant? I didn't. I, I missed that injury. I just saw him sitting out like the whole. Yeah, game. it says left ankle inflammation. Oh, okay. He should. I mean, should be fine. Yeah, but this is funny. I I think this series will we will see some like twin towers uh, lineups because yeah, like you said, Javale and AD to start. They have to go – if Collins can't play, they might have to go Whiteside and Nurkic. Like, that's – No, they can't go both, dude, because <laughs> – They did today for a while. Did, for a little uh, bit. <laughs> Whiteside gets good stats, man, but I've been want, lately it's just you can see how bad of, like uh, – Yeah, he's so lazy. Like, he, he puts yeah. up, like, block numbers and rebounds, but it's so many times he's, like, going for a block and it leaves somebody, you know, wide open to get offensive put back. Or, like, I think he had, like, five fouls today and, like – barely any minutes so so who do you think guard hd do you think they're do you think they put they put collins if he's healthy yeah i mean he's starting at the four yeah because i think they're scared to put nurkic on ad because nurkic does pick he gets in foul trouble a lot and that's they can't have that Ah, yeah the series so yeah i'm sure zach collins will probably start on him which see that's such a mismatch that's mm -hmm. where it's just like yeah i feel like dame and and cj will probably get like 40 and 30 or whatever you know i'm saying go off like combined for 70 or whatever but like I just feel like we have such a mismatch in, in the bigs mm-hmm. with uh, Anthony Davis. And I think JaVale and Dwight can do a good enough job of, of minimizing Nurkic's product, or, or production product, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Keeping them to maybe like like 10 and 10 or 12 and 12 or something like mm-hmm. that, just kind of like minimizing his output. So um, I feel like that's definitely where we're going to dominate, obviously, is inside the paint. And uh, we just we need to hit shots, man. If we yeah. hit shots against Portland, it can get – because if we go down the first game 1-0 to Portland, that's that's a lot of pressure already, right? You go down yeah. two games, and they're already shooting bad. Oh, like, yeah. And this team hasn't been there. This team hasn't been there like like other playoff teams. So, yeah, I, don't know. I do think so. So I I only I think I'm going to give the Blazers one game just because like you know they had to barely beat 
the Grizzlies without their second best player, maybe their best player. Uh, and then they barely beat the Nets without, you know, their whole team. Like they've, they've been in a bunch of super close games against teams, not at full strength. So LeBron and AD, like that should be enough. You know, they haven't beat any, anybody with like that star power yet. And who's, like we talked about who's guarding AD, who's guarding LeBron. Like Mello's Mello, gonna have dude. to guard him. Slim Mello, bro. Slim Mello. Watch out. <laughs> so really hey, he's look- actually looking for he's looked pretty good though. I mean, I don't want to hate on his defense and everything like that, but he's he's uh, he's out there playing. Like I think it's gonna be fun for them to guard each other too, you know, mm-hmm. them being friends and whatnot. But I definitely see LeBron destroying that matchup. Yeah. Like, it's on. kind of it's kind of like when we played the uh the Pelicans, you know, before the season shut down, LeBron had forty because they had nobody to guard him, they had to put Drew Holiday on him. Like, this is this should be a LeBron series where he's just all right. You have no one who could guard me. Like, and he's going to guard Melo too. So that kind of takes. And where they, they can't do that three guard lineup they got with Trent Jr. right now, mm-hmm. right? Because he's been hitting a lot of threes in this bubble play, right? So they like to go that three spread with uh, with Lillard, CJ, and Gary Trent Jr. They can't they can't do that with right Lakers. I mean, we just play play big with the with the big small forward, and especially when you have LeBron as your small mm-hmm. forward. Um, yeah, that's where we have we have the size advantage like by far because I mean, what Hazonia is their second best option to guard LeBron, and that's just see that's Trevor Ariza wasn't he supposed to be there? Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be on. That was a big when I heard that too. I was like, he probably thought they weren't going to be able to make it or whatever. Maybe it's just they're going to be playing the Lakers, so mm-hmm. he didn't think it was worth it. But man, I think or I don't know. Obviously, he's got his own personal reasons for not playing, but um, that's a, that's going to be a big miss for them. For sure. And that's kind of like a forgotten one too. Like I totally forgot that he opted out because it didn't seem like it would matter back then. But now it's like, oh, they could really use Trevor Ariza. It's funny too. Him, I think LeBron, Melo, and Ariza were all the same high school grade. Or they're maybe like one grade apart. Because I remember I read LeBron's book about no, because LeBron and Melo, they were in the same draft, but Melo mm. played at Syracuse. And okay, so they're, one, so they're one year apart. One year Mello's different. One of, yeah, one year. Okay. Melo's one of both. So remember they had some crazy – it was those three guys in high school were like all three of the best players, and they had crazy games against each other. I think LeBron had like 40 or 50 on Trevor Ariza one game. Yeah. Because Ariza's <laughs> mom was like talking shit in the media oh, about no LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's yeah, funny. we should we should put – I mean, they'll probably be – will be interesting because the Blazers put up crazy points and our strength is our defense. So like one thing is going to have to break, you know, I'm just really hoping that they're just too fatigued mm-hmm. and that, uh, I mean, cause this team, like if they're healthy, they're not no eighth seed, right? Everyone knows they just said they had injuries all year. Nurchich was out pretty much the whole year. Zach Collins was out most of the year. Melo came in halfway through and they were struggling. They had like no wings players. Remember they were starting, like who were they starting at small forward before? They had Tolliver and Hazonia. Those Tolliver, were their starters. Yeah, who was playing in Memphis. I'm, I'm yep. so shocked every single time I see Tolliver playing on the court. I'm like, how is this guy? He was on like three different teams because he was on the Kings this year. He's I'm on three sure different also. teams this year. Yeah. Dude, he's on so many different teams. I wonder. He's just a like shoot, like he's a like nine floor spacer. Oh, yeah. He's like one of the ultimate journeymen. And he started today too. Yeah, he's getting, the- that's what I'm saying. It's one thing to be like on the bench, but he's getting playing time. <laughs> that was crazy to me. So yeah, they were starting those two guys. Those are by far the worst wing starters, like out of any, even like the Nets or like the Knicks. Like, there's no team. And we, I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the show that we were just like, dude. They, I mean, they have to sign Melo because they have some of the worst wing play in, in all of the league. And it's just like, so if you if you take that into account, like they're obviously a much better team than what their record shows, and mm-hmm. they start off to a horrible start, which 
and they racked up a lot of losses in those first like month and a half, two months and stuff. Um, definitely. I'm definitely just hoping they're really fatigued and we can hit some shots. I think ad has got to dominate his matchup. LeBron's got to dominate his matchup. Kuz has got to hit those open, open shots that they're going to create for him. Um, he's got to stay confident. He's playing with great confidence right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's been nice to see, especially because, there's been a lot of Coos haters this year, uh, as you know. I mean, just in the media, and mm-hmm. if you're a Laker fan, you can hear it from – you either love Coos or you hate Coos, I feel like. And it's just like – There's uh, no in-between. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because people are like, oh, he's got so much potential. And other people are just like, I'll trade him already. It's just like – Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he, should, so yeah, he, I, should, he should dominate because who's, who's guarding him on the Blazers bench? It probably is Hazonia, right? That's the only – Yeah, I could think – I mean – they can't keep playing the minutes they've been playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe they can, and they'll just try like try to just gut it out in the fourth. But yeah, they're gonna have to have more, use more of their bench. I feel like in the playoffs, so because um, they just treated these last eight games like a playoff, right? Yeah. As far as the minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, like they're already in the second round, like third round, as far yeah. as fatigue wise, and they just came off of not playing games beforehand. Right. So I just looked up. Uh, so Damian Lillard in the past nine games, he's averaging forty-two minutes per game. See, those That's are playoff insane. minutes right there, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like um, – and, yeah, they had a long break, and, may, you know, maybe this isn't as strenuous on their body as, as we think it is. But, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, 42 minutes, and then it's like every other day, right? There wasn't yeah. any – because there was no travel, so there's just every other day. Um, and if you're not conditioned for – I don't know. We'll see. I, I just – obviously, I'm picking the Lakers to win. I think it takes six games. I think just Dame and CJ, they'll get a game. Uh, they'll get two games, I feel like. But LeBron in Game Six, when it's when it's closeout game, I feel like him and AD will just go off and they'll close it out. And honestly, I feel like it could be beneficial to us in in our playoff run because of how like badly we've been shooting lately. We kind of mm-hmm. need some more kind of like tune up games, honestly, like tune up like playoff serious games, not like tune up seeding games where we're not really taking it serious. But yeah. now these playoff games, you know, they're going to be high adrenaline full attention right playing the best that they possibly can and we need we need six of these for sure to load up for the second third round especially when we see the clippers in the in the third round so mm-hmm. honestly i'm kind of hoping it's not just like a quick a quick series i think they need more games under their belt i think you know they had the rest so they can afford it but yeah we gotta get ideally i mean if they're playing good obviously five games would be nice because you, you don't want them to play too many because it's gonna be a long playoff road but mm-hmm. but still i just feel like these games in the long run will actually actually benefit us as far as the quality of play we play, you know? Yeah. Like getting, like you said, getting ramped up to like, I mean, there's, we have a couple guys who still haven't like Kuzma has, has never played in a, you know, like a meaningful game. Caruso hasn't either. AD. I mean, he has, it's not like, you know, it's not like he's been to the conference finals or anything like that. So yeah. Those oh, guys that was another thing it. I just, uh, I was going to mention is that, okay. So Rondo is coming back mm-hmm. and uh, Rondo Everyone says that Rondo's like a coach on the court, right? And remember when the Pelicans were playing Portland a couple of years ago in the playoffs? Pelicans swept Portland, and it was a shocker, right? And it was uh, Anthony Davis. He didn't play amazing in the series. He had, like, good numbers, but he didn't play amazing. It was actually Rondo had, like, a really amazing series. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things he was doing is he was calling out all the plays on the court, and he was, like, pointing to CJ and Dame. And they, had, they both had pretty bad uh, – pretty bad numbers for that series and they got swept 4-0 so uh for whatever reason rondo just kind of has their numbers as far as like playing against them Mm -hmm. and so i'm hoping rondo can come back and be a factor as far as guarding them and slowing them down a little bit yeah it would be helpful just to have like we need all the wing like guard defenders that we can get because that's definitely our weakness right now is like 
who, especially with Avery Bradley not there, he would probably be the best guy to guard Lillard. Um, you know, I mean, one of the best like guys to put on him out of anyone in the league probably. But now who guards him? Like Danny Green or KCP is going to have to guard Lillard. And that's just, I don't, yeah, I don't feel great about that at all. So Rondo would be helpful. Even if, yeah, like you said, if, even if he's not playing, you know, 20 minutes a game, just at least like, I I feel like the Blazers don't change their scheme ever. You know, like they probably do the same stuff that they did. That was what, three years ago? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know Rondo's not as quick and obviously his on-ball defense is nowhere where it used to be, but just the fact that he's so familiar with them and he, mm-hmm. whatever he was able to do in that playoff series was really effective. And I remember the commentators were constantly like – saying how like Rondo was calling out plays and like calling out where they were going to be and just like really, really just like being a defensive coordinator kind of out there on the court. So I'm hoping he brings that this, this series. I mean, I'm not even sure. Do we know when he's coming back? I know we said I, he's been practicing, but is there any, any report as far as game one, game two, game three? I have, yeah, I haven't seen anything. And I know when they initially said like the length that he was about to be out for, I think it went past the first round. But there was like a range, so I'm sure – like he's probably trying to work to get back from it quicker, but I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any updates on that. Did you see the uh, the the awards for the bubble came out today? Oh yeah, the, uh, like what did the, they do? First team, second team, right? First team, second team. Uh, Lillard got the MVP, and uh, Williams got top coach. Monty Williams okay. to the Suns. That's good, dude. Lillard's numbers in the the eight games were they were just stupid, like. Like, I don't even know if I could do that in my player. I'd have to put the quarters to 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 38 and 10 assists, basically. And then, obviously, he hit a ridiculous amount of threes. Man, this is going to be – at least, like, it sucks because as a basketball fan, I really wanted to see the Blazers in the playoffs. I think we kind of talked about it. But then as a Lakers fan, like, I do not want to see the Blazers. Like, I, would, I would much rather us be playing the Grizzlies or the Suns or something. Oh, 100%. This is definitely our worst, like, first-round matchup possible. But, yeah, as a fan, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. Um, I, I love watching Damian Lillard play. Dude, he's, like, one of my favorite players, and I, I wish I could be rooting for him during this mm-hmm. playoff series. Like, I wish they had the seventh seed uh, so they could go, eventually go up against the Clippers. And, yeah. Uh, that would have been awesome. But, um, but yeah, man, I, they, I just don't see them. I mean, thankfully, they're not going to be winning this series, and the Lakers mm-hmm. will be moving on, so. Yeah. What do you think if uh, if Nurkic and Collins were healthy the whole year? Where do you think the Blazers would have finished? Because I feel like they could have been yeah. fourth or fifth, wherever you know, depending on the rest of the, the depending on the health of the rest of the squad. But obviously, if, if those two guys were there the whole year and they stayed relatively healthy, and they brought in Melo when they brought in Melo, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say they're fourth. They'd be a fourth or fifth seed for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I could even see them being the three seed. Like, there's all those teams are kind of similar record. And, yeah, the Blazers just – think about all the new teams. Like, you know, the Rockets had to incorporate incorporate Westbrook, uh, Thunder, Chris Paul. And, like, this Blazers team has had the same core for a while now. They just got super I know. I was thinking about it. It's like the West is just so stacked. And I really think <laughs> this, is, this is our year to get a championship, right? So – but I also, like, eventually I could see Portland making a run at it just because of the way Damian Lillard plays in the playoff and how serious he takes it and, and C.J. McClellan as well. And um, Next year, I'm really interested to see what they do. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, hopefully we'll – Don't uh, you think they're definitely top – yeah, like you said, three, four, or five. 
Mm-hmm. And you know Houston's going to keep making improvements. Denver, dude. Have you, Michael Porter Jr.? Dude. And we talked about that during the draft, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was saying, like, dude, this guy is the steal of the draft. It's not like he's going to have to have, like, re- like his whole back's going to be, like, fucked up for years. I know mm-hmm. it's, like, the chances of it being was a high probability that he was going to have more injuries with that type of injury. But I, so many teams passed on him. It's such a shocker. Like, think about, like, what's the 11th overall pick, 12th overall Dude, pick? Dude, the Clippers that year, that's what they got Shea, 10, I think. And then they had 11, and they picked Jerome Robinson. The Clippers could have had – so I'm uh, saying at that point, that's worth the gamble. Anything after eight, I think is worth the gamble. I get mm-hmm. first seven to eight, they can be like impact players. But in the NBA draft, dude, after eight, I feel like it would have been worth just like having them for a year. Yeah, it's like the value. And they did it again with Bull Bull, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Denver, every sometime Denver picks play, I'm like, that's what I, I, mean, that's what yep. I was saying. That's, that's what I would have picked, dude. We were all like saying Bull Bull is like, <laughs> just like unbelievable. Watching them play at Oregon, watching mm-hmm. them play in high school, it's like, wasn't uh, and Jokic was a later pick too, wasn't he? I don't know if he was second round. But I he believe was like, so. Yeah, he definitely wasn't wasn't a top. Like, yeah. So the Nuggets have. Oh, he was forty first overall. Jamal Murray too. He was like a, a six or seven. Mm-hmm. Like that. Damn. So yeah, Jokic was second round. Then Jamal Murray was yeah like double digit pick, and then Bull Bull and Michael Porter were like the very end of the lottery. Damn, that's. Yeah, they there. There's so many teams like you said in the West that are just so stacked for the future that's why i'm saying the lakers i feel like this is mm-hmm. probably one of our better years to win it because lebron's as young as he's gonna be right yeah ad i mean yeah ad will probably be better next year uh just as his career progresses i don't think he's in like the top top of his prime yet mm-hmm. i think this will be next year or the year after but if you look at the teams in the west they're only gonna get better like denver is only gonna get better the clippers one more year together they're only gonna get better utah with donovan mitchell and rudy gobert right they're gonna Mitchell, I'm interested to see if Mitchell can make that step to being like a superstar, like kind of like really dominating games because he had such a good first year or two years. And then just, I don't know, maybe just kind of been consistently where he's been, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's progressed like that much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As far as like making it to that next level. And Luca, dude, Luca's going to win the MVP next year. So what do we like? And then you got Portland, who's going to yeah. be there. And then you got. And then they like the Suns, even the, the Suns, Memphis, <laughs> New Orleans. Like, yeah. It's and then so sad. Golden State sitting at the bottom. I didn't I even forgot. see. It. I forgot about them. So they're gonna have like a top with a top what, three pick, pick. Yeah, two or three pick with like a with a really like angry Steph and Clay. I mean, and Draymond. and rested too. Yeah, Draymond's been getting talk shit to all year long. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. crazy, dude. It's 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 really awesome being a basketball fan, man. These this conference is so stacked, and yeah, man. Yeah. So wait. So. Uh, Speaking of New Orleans, did you you wanted to talk about that? Yeah, right? so I wanted the Anthony Davis Pelican trade review. So um, Alvin Gentry today got released, and I don't think he um, – I know he, like, helped orchestrate that trade deal or whatever and get Ingram and Lonzo and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have got one more year with those guys, especially with a healthy Zion, an in-shape Zion. Um, but, yeah, I know he wasn't David Griffin's hire. So, obviously, when David Griffin comes in, he wants to make a new coach. But as far as, like, the trade review, um, I know a lot of people said it was, like, an equal trade. A lot of, like, it's going to be an even trade moving forward and stuff. But I don't think it's going to be because I don't see Ingram and Lonzo. Like, they're going to put up good stats. I don't see them winning. They're not, like, competitive people. Obviously, they're competitive people because they're basketball players. But when you watch, you can kind of see who, like, really wants to win and who's mm-hmm. just, like, Oh, I'm okay. If we if I got 25, like whatever, we could lose tonight. Like ah, whatever. 
and I watched it when they're on the Lakers, dude. And I watched it when they play for the Pelicans. There's just there's certain like plays or when they're in close games, they just don't they don't win those close ones. Kind of for whatever reason, I just feel like Lonzo and and, and Ingram are gonna put up good stats consistently. But I feel like as far as that trade goes, I'm so thankful we traded them for Anthony Davis as far as us competing for a championship. Because so many people wanted to be like, oh, like once they get better and better and progress, we're going to be successful and stuff. I honestly didn't – I don't see it. And now that they play for another team, I kind of see even more without like the Lakers like fandom, like blocking. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, the Lakers think, filter where – yeah. Yeah, yeah. The lens everyone's like, oh, dude, they're going to kill it. Or, oh, they're going to do this, right? So, so yeah, that was just my – my my thoughts on that is I just think Ingram and Lonzo are always going to put up good stats, but they're not they're not like winning basketball players, kind of. Um, yeah, and that's why it's a good trade for the Lakers because even like best case scenario, neither of those guys are ever going to be Anthony Davis level. Like I feel like that's safe to say. Brandon Ingram probably has you know the best shot to get close, but I just I don't think you know even like the best case scenario of his career, I don't think he's ever going to be like a what 28 and like 10 defensive player of the year candidate like I just don't see that for him and then Lonzo just he looks so bad in the bubble I don't know what happened to his shooting but it's like he just forgot all the progress he made during the regular season yeah during the regular season his his shooting percentage was up and he was uh his shot looked a lot better but mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's just it's fine I don't know just like because I was I was so like I had so much like I don't know. I wanted Ingram and Lonzo to play so well, just c- coming from like just being a Lakers fan is, yeah. is from when they were playing on the Lakers. And I always just had like this like fake, like, no, they're going to be really good or they're going to be this or just like a false sense of reality of how good mm-hmm. of players they are. And now it's just, when you can see it when they play on another team, it's just thankful for the trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Josh Hart's like the forgotten guy. He just. Well, yeah. he has a uh, tendonitis in his knee, dude. Oh, he had really? it when he was on the Lakers. Yeah. His knees are like. He's pro- uh, I remember Ramona Shelbourne uh, used to always like say like his knees are going to be a problem for sure. He has- and he's already old too, like older yeah. for NBA. He's like twenty five and a half, I think. So, yeah. Who do you? I mean, the names that they're floating out for the Pelicans are like Ty Lue, Jason Kidd. Uh, I think those are like the two main main names. But do you have what coach would you like to see? Because you have to think it has to I be a perfect coach for us. I don't know if I like. Me personally, I don't think Ty Lue's that great of a coach. I think you just have LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's me being stupid or whatever. So I think a better coach would be uh, Jason Kidd. And they've always said, like, Lonzo is supposed to be a Jason Kidd version, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Jason Kidd can work with Lonzo and, and progress his career yeah, uh, a lot quicker than Ty Lue. That's actually interesting. He'd be able to get – he would know how to get the best out of Lonzo because, yeah, they – yeah, Jason similar. Kidd wasn't a great shooter until later in his career. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he was never like a great, great shooter, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they are similar. That was like the Lonzo comp going into the draft was like, yeah, Jason Kidd type. Um, I wonder if uh, the Nets old coach too, because he seemed like a good, you know, like developmental coach. Where, so I guess it depends if the Pelicans are trying oh, to Atkins. Gary, yeah, 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 the, Atkins. Yeah, they was Kenny, right? Yeah, Kenny Atkins, Kenny Atkins or something. Yeah. Because they yeah, got, they he got always, the Nets to, like, what? They made the playoffs. That was last year, right? Where they And they always hustled. That's what they mm-hmm. – like, all – everyone who reported on the team or anyone who, like, made comments, like, uh, through the media always said, like, how much the, the Nets would always hustle. Even though they didn't win a lot of games, they just – they always played tough. And I think that has a lot to do with the coach and, and getting players ready to play. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if – it just really depends. Like, are the Pelicans trying to compete right away? Which, I guess, with, with Zion, maybe that is their – 
mindset, especially with his, you know, like his uh, injury history. Like maybe they're yeah. trying to speed up things, and as Andrew Holiday's there too. So like, they're they're weird because they have a lot of young guys, but they also have veterans too. So I think they have to figure out, you know, yeah, like what they're trying to do. Like what's their what's their timeline? Yeah, do you know what I was? Uh, I know it's not really. I mean, it's related to Lakers because we're gonna play them in the finals, but uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna play Toronto in the finals and not Milwaukee. Uh, the more I just watch Milwaukee, dude, they're just. Giannis can take over games, yeah, but Nick Nurse is like a genius when it comes to defensive schemes, bro. It's not just because they had Kawhi Leonard last year. Like Nick, mm-hmm. he's a he's a legit like defensive genius, dude. He'll throw like some crazy schemes at him. He'll switch it from a zone to a, a box and one to a man in like a four possession. Like he'll always keep them guessing. I guarantee you, he packs the paint like he did last year. Right? This is the same team without. I know that without uh, Kawhi, but Siakam's gotten way better, right? Mm-hmm. So think about it, this is the same team. I just see them doing the same thing to Giannis again. And Giannis three has improved, but not enough to where he can rely on it to continue to win a playoff game. I feel like, and I mm-hmm. think it's just the same thing as that happened last year. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking about that earlier today too. So I just can't see someone beating the Raptors in the East and like, you know, four times out of seven. They're yeah. just, and, their defense and I is think so Nick good. nurse is going to get the coach of the year possibly. Mm-hmm. Wait, did they already I think they announced the finalists, right? Or yeah, they announced the five. I believe they announced like final threes and like mm-hmm. for all the awards. So if he uh, doesn't get it, like it kind of doesn't make sense because how? Well, how I mean, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if uh, Vogel or if Vogel got it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. It just seems like yeah, because Nick Nurse is doing this without. You know, no LeBron, AD, Giannis, like no super superstar. Yeah, fifty-three and nineteen. I mean, I know it's the East, but East has gotten better, mm-hmm. better quality of play over the last couple of years. Like, yep. And then that Laker game, I think that's probably influenced our influencing our decision too, because that like, for sure, was, yeah, no, I had that PTSD was, from that. They just locked everybody. That was up. tough to watch. <laughs> and and what what he says too, I was like, I heard his interview. He's like, uh he wants them to double and then like well then you're gonna give up the three and he's like no we're not we're gonna double and recover yeah boom problem solved <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, what? I, I don't and he has like really like uh they have really lengthy players with a lot of like really mm-hmm. long wingspans that really yeah. helps them with their defensive rotations and yeah dude they'll double and and still get out to the three-point shots and if you watch them play that is what they do oh yeah and it's just like it's 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 gonna be hard especially when he gets to study your team and he gets to play against you consistently. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I, I think to the general like NBA fan, they don't, they don't realize how, how much of a genius this was. Yeah. And that, like you mentioned the way they just scramble, like, you know, when someone has to help and then you still never get an open shot. Like that just seems, it would be so frustrating to play them because yeah. you think, you know, like, Oh, someone has to be open, but they're just all running all around the place. And yeah, like Siakam and Anobi, those guys are just, they can guard one through five any position and then even like you know lowry is their smallest guy but you could you'd be fine with him guarding you know like a he's bigger physical guy. too mm-hmm. he's physical so even like you try to post him up on a thing you're not he's not going to give you the ball on the block like he's going to push mm-hmm. you out you're going <laughs> to catch it and like not in the position you want i'm they're going to send help i right. don't know they're going to rotate so i think it's going to be i think it's i don't know if you wanted to do like a playoff one but i think it's going to be lakers uh, versus toronto in the playoffs i think the lakers go through portland houston and the clippers uh and I'm I'm really excited to watch it. <laughs> I'm yeah. really excited to experience it. Too. Yeah. Dope. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ball Till You Fall podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, rate, subscribe, follow. 
download, all the above. Uh, we're Honestly, we're going to keep releasing episodes even if you guys don't do any of the above, but it'll just make us feel better about ourselves if we see that people are listening and you know downloading and basically just enjoying the episodes. So be a nice person today. Uh, please spread the word. Uh, the world needs more nice people out there. So just search Ball Till You Fall Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or basically just anywhere that you listen to podcasts out there. Again, we really appreciate the support, and we'll talk to you next episode. Thank you.